It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Tuesday, June 2nd, 2020. Hope everyone is being safe out there. A lot of crazy things going on. Uh, you know, these riots and looting, it's a very frustrating time, very dangerous time out there. So be safe no matter what you're doing. We always say that in our show, it has new meaning these days. Uh, just, you know, it's frustrating seeing all the looting and, and rioting and you know what, to the people who are peacefully protesting, hey, uh, you know, thank you for going about it in a good way and being a, a better example than some of the other things that are going on with the rioting and, and the violence. So, um, you know what, and everyone out there, out on the streets, the the uh, citizens, the, you know, the police officers, everyone who has to uh, be out there and, uh, you know, try to get through all this. Stay safe. You know, I, I can't magically make you safe, <laughs> uh, but I, 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 that's my wish to everyone out there is to be safe. Um, and you know what? We'll hopefully we'll be able to move forward and, and accomplish something positive soon. Um, you know, I, I hate seeing violence no matter who it is. It's, it's pretty awful. So uh, stay safe out there, whatever you guys are up to. Uh, thoughts and prayers really for this whole situation, because I think um, people are trying to divide us and, and I don't think that's good. I think, uh, you know, we're all Americans. Uh doesn't matter where you come from, what your race is. I mean, we are, we are all Americans and are there bad people out there? Yes, there are. But you know what? I believe there's a lot more good people. There's a, that's what I believe. There's a lot more good people um, and, and, and all the things that have happened, uh, there's, there's bad people that have done bad things. And it started with the police officer in Minneapolis with the George Floyd situation. And, uh, unfortunately there's been a lot of other bad acts, we'll say, um, violence and rioting and such. So I'm hopeful that things will improve soon. I know. A lot of leaders have some really <laughs> difficult decisions to make, um, but but there's got to be some change here soon because if uh, if it doesn't stop, who knows what this could erupt into. And, and I just want to say that we are pulling for there to be a solution. I don't know what it is. I'm, I am just a <laughs> podcaster sitting in my room kind of at a loss for words with, with all of this. So anyway, I won't get too much into that, but just thoughts and prayers to everyone out there really uh, concerned about everyone involved. Um, you know what? There's a lot of innocence that is innocent people that are, that are uh, being affected by all this. And, and it's very sad. Um, I do want to say with our recordings this week, with our interviews, I should say, we do the interviews. We record them about a week or so, even two weeks out before they're posted. So when we do when we do our interviews, 
there won't be any discussion on there about current events <laughs> as much I should say recent events um, just because uh, we recorded in advance. So uh, that is why there's no discussion with our guests this week about what has happened recently with the rioting and such. But uh, just want to let you guys know about that so that you're aware and you're not kind of wondering, hey, how come they're not talking about that stuff? Uh, so I, I try to get a little intro usually before the show, um, just a little my two cents or kind of what's on my mind. And so that's where I'll kind of will chime in about uh, what's going on, what's going on in the world and uh, and the country specifically. Uh, but again, thoughts and prayers to everyone out there. I really, really mean that bottom of my heart um, to everyone who has lost people as a result of all of this. I, I I just I really feel for you, and, and I, I want the violence to stop. I really do. Um, on the show today, we're joined by Eddie Garcia. He is a former football player at Real Hondo Prep. Uh, he was uh, a player that I had the privilege to coach when I was just getting out of high school. Coached him uh, in set when he was in seventh and eighth grade. Some of his other friends, a uh, great group of guys, ton of memories. Uh, just a great bunch of bunch of kids that it was. Uh, I had the privilege uh, to to be around and coach, and it, it was just memories that I would never uh, wouldn't trade for the world. So Eddie will take us down memory lane a little bit. Talk about what he's up to these days as well. Uh, looking forward to again uh, posting the, or having you listen to this. I should say uh, we did record about two weeks ago, so uh, that is why maybe there's no <laughs> recent event discussion in there. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get right to the Eddie Garcia interview. Okay, today we are joined by Eddie Garcia. He's a member of the class from 2009 Rio Hondo Prep, a CIF football champion in 2008. I had the privilege to coach him when I got out of high school. He was a seventh grader amongst the eighth graders, uh, the junior high program I was working with. So it's really fun to talk to him and see uh, the, the young man he's grown into. But uh, Eddie Garcia, welcome to the program, my friend. Yeah, how's it going, man? Privilege to have you, Matt. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. I'm, I'm glad you uh, you were wanted to come on the program. And, and Eddie, I believe, I got to look back, but I think you're the first uh former player of mine who uh who's got to come on here and i'm really happy about that oh man glad you have me man glad you have me <laughs> well well eddie uh you know we touched on it a little bit about real hondo prep and and you were successful there towards the end of your career and you know we'll, we'll get right back into all that but first of all i got to touch on you know this current lockdown situation and covid19 how how has this whole past couple of months really affected you, uh, you know, personally or, or even in, in the work you do? Um, yeah, it has taken a toll on me, you know, but uh, like always, I always keep a positive mindset, you know. Um, yeah, it did. Uh, it actually did affect me. It did uh, lay me off work uh, from Costco. I was actually giving out samples and, you know, giving out uh, food, you know, uh, they didn't allow it. So they shut that down for a bit. But, you know, me, I always had a plan B. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. You were uh, looking back. I know it's been a long time, uh, man, almost 16, 17 years now uh, from your junior high days. But, you know, I, yep. I knew working with you, Eddie, I knew that, you know, you were going to do well later in life and, and really uh, you really blossomed into a young man and, and was did great things in high school. And then uh, after high school, you know, you're you're a guy that I've always saw was 
was a leader and, and a very tough individual too. And, you know, I, I don't know if that stemmed from your early days of care youth league or what, but uh, you know, I am happy to be talking to you today. Oh yeah, man. You know, I'm happy to be talking to you. You know, you, you was always one of my favorite uh, coaches, one of my bigger, bigger inspirations, you know, of how just to be mentally tough, you know? Well, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, it was all a blur really looking back. It was just a couple of years that I did it, but to think back to all the kids I got to work with and you guys are all young men now, but it was a, it was an honor to work with you guys. And it was tough for me getting out of high school and, and playing ball and everything like it all ended quick. And I tried to express that to you guys many times that, you know, your time as yeah. a, as a kid goes quick and your playing days go quick. So, you know, what, what was it like, uh, finishing out your, your real Hondo prep career on top with a, with a CIF championship? Um, yeah, man, you know, uh, you know, like obviously there was the glory days and stuff, you know, and, um, uh, yeah, like a year after high school, you know, I was still living like, like the good old days. Yeah. I got a CIF ring, but, uh, I mean, there's more to life than just, uh, winning a championship. And so, um, the way I took it, I took it like a lesson. I took it like, you know, what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, what, 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 what else besides learning how to play football are you going to learn from playing football? You mm-hmm. know, you know, there's aspects of life that you can uh, learn from every single sport. And uh, first of all, I want to thank, uh, you know, obviously you, you know, I want to thank all my coaches and especially uh, I want to thank Todd Carson. Um, not only just to show me how to play the game, but just to love the game, you know? Yeah. No, and, and you're right, Eddie. It's all about we, – we talk about these old days and football and the lessons learned and everything, but but th- those are fun to reflect on, but they really are about what you just said in moving forward and how you're going to use these lessons in life. And I know you, you, you mentioned to me off the air that, you know, you're, you're pursuing some cro- contractor work, and what can you tell me about uh, what's upcoming for you in the near future? Oh, okay. Um, well, uh, so since I got laid off of work, you know, I've just been like asking myself, you know, what can I do to make some, uh, some bread, you know? Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, and I look at, and I look at all the people, uh, at Home Depot, you know, all my raza, I call it, you know, all my <laughs> fellow Mexicans. Um, uh, and I say, you know what, I'm gonna have to give that a try. I want to just try it one day. You know, one day I uh, woke up and I said, you know what, I'm gonna go walk up there to Home Depot and see, see what they're talking about. So, uh, I went out there and, um, yeah, I started making friends. You know, I, I speak, I speak Spanish fluently. And so, uh, you know, and then next thing you know, uh, one of the guys was like, you want to come work with me? I said, all right, I'll give it a try. I, I didn't even ask for how much money. You know, I just wanted to give it a try. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, um, you know, people started liking me. You know, I made I made great money that day, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And so, uh, so I was like, you know, days days went by, and I just kept going up there, and I was realizing I was making more money than I was um, working at my old job. Wow. <laughs> so. Yeah, so uh, you know, and then um, next thing you know, you know, like I just, I just, you know, I, Mister uh, Chris Horton, uh, always told me like, man, Eddie, you, you man, when it comes to labor, man, you, 
you work your butt off, you know? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I think it's in my blood. I think it's just because I have a big back. <laughs> or, you know, how you know, we were giving the genetics over here, you know, just joking around. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, time, yeah, time, we all got to do what we got to do right now. And, and it's a tough situation. And I, I'm fortunate to, to be on some unemployment for now, but I'm doing this podcast as well. Just, you know, it's an opportunity to stay busy. And, and you never know, Eddie, where, where things will lead. You know, who you meet somebody who knows somebody or, or whatever the case may be. And I mean, is this some type of, I guess, construction? Is it something you, you think down the road you'll do more of? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, actually, so this, I got laid off about maybe, you know, when this whole, uh, Corona virus or whatever you could call it, uh, you know, um, you know, I, I got laid off and, you know, ever since then, um, I've just been learning a lot of traits. I've been learning how to do concrete landscaping, drywall, gardening, um, just moving into certain sculptures and furniture. And then I just came to realize like, how, how are they choosing me to get work first, uh, in front of all these, uh, marasa? And I, le- I realized, you know, I, I speak English, too. So they're like, oh, here's a young man who speaks English and Spanish. And so I said, okay, um, let's go on with it. And so next thing you know, I show up to Home Depot and everyone's giving me, like, the praise. Like, hey, here comes here comes Eddie, you know, <laughs> you know, because he knows that I, I will connect them to, to certain jobs where they only talk English. Mm-hmm. And so then I got the... I realized, like, it might, it might just be my calling so I, where I could just get my own team and get my mm-hmm. own license, contractor license, get my own dump truck, which I'm in the process of trying to go do right now um, in this next um, upcoming weeks. So, and so I'm saying, why don't I just hire my own team and, let, and then not necessarily let them do all the work, but also be there with them to show them mm-hmm. like a leader and lead by example. There you go. I mean, that's, you know what, those are the lessons learned, right? That we, uh, we exactly. taught taught for years and learned for years was about leadership and just taking, taking that role over. And so, so that's really cool to hear Eddie, that you're, uh, you're uh, taking control and uh, being a leader out there. Yeah. 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 I appreciate it, man. Uh, I've always, you know, been taught to not just lead by uh, vocalization, but lead by example. And that's what I did yes. on the football field. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, and you know what? You, we talked a little bit about on that 2008 team and you were, you played kind of right after my brother did. They won the first 11 man title in 2005, but you guys were on the second team to do it. And, uh, you know, I could not have been more proud of you guys that you guys accomplished that goal. Uh, you, 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 you guys were grinders. You grinded it out. And you told me a story off the air about how, uh, that was the first year you guys went to the black helmets at Rio Hondo Prep, and Rio had had white helmets for the longest time. And what was that process like? I talked to Mark Carson a little bit about the the uniform changes and such, but but yeah, that, you guys were the first group uh, to to move on to the the black helmets. Yeah, yeah, we were. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those things that just like you know we've always been thinking of. You know how uh, our alma mater, you know, uh, we go out there and do our uh, warm-ups and we don't necessarily clap or say, you know, uh, one, two, three. You know, we just do it all in silence. And so doing it all in silence, you know, you got to be in the shadow and be all black, you know. Or, you know? 
And so uh, it just it just came to one of those things where we're, uh, I guess, like uh, one of the Riddle guys or one of the one of, one of the uniform guys came and we just decided, you know what, uh, let's just go all black. And so we painted <laughs> our black our helmets black, and never went back. I guess you know. <laughs> it's a great look, man. I, I love talking uniforms because, uh, you know, a lot of times, especially like right now, it's, it's all we can talk about. And uh, I love the Rio uniforms and Mark was kind of filling me in on, on some changes to next year. But uh, I was a little at first, I was like, Oh, come on. It, Rio's got the traditional white shiny helmets. And then all of a sudden uh, the black hats rolled out there and I was like, okay, you know what? I actually like these. They look great, even with the white uniform. So uh, really cool, really cool you guys did that. And you definitely took – you guys helped take Rio into uh, a new generation, a a new uh, direction of play. So I I think that's really cool and just a a little bit of fun trivia there that you guys were were the first class to do that. Yeah. Like like as of now, you know, the only downfall I see from having black helmets is because, you know – uh, I used to bang my helmet a lot in the trenches out there at Rio Hondo. I had to get my helmet <laughs> repainted all the time. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, that's that's uh, not a bad thing, you know. So you're you are yes, you're definitely a blue collar man, Eddie, and, and a guy who who works hard in the, in the trenches of the gridiron. So I always liked watching you play, my man. Um, well, Eddie, let's talk about your earlier days. You. Uh, to for most people to go to Rio Hondo Prep, they usually go through Cary Youth League. So, wh- what was that like for you uh, as a very young kid? Get when you got into Cary Youth League, and just he- how uh, how Cary Youth League and Rio Hondo helped you uh, get into the school and and moving forward from there. Yeah, um, to be honest, it was it, it was a struggle, man. It was a struggle. I just uh, you know my mom was a, is a was a single mother, you know, uh, raising uh, three kids. You know, out there in Monrovia on Foothill and uh, Mayflower. I went to Mayflower, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it comes to be it. Uh, two of my two of my buddies ended up going to Care Youth League, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't knew I didn't know about uh, you know uh, sport, like I knew about sports, but I didn't know about being on a team, actually being being with with a team and fighting fighting with them on the field, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, uh, next thing you know, um, their parents talked to my parents and told them, you know what, your son has capability of being a, a great player and he's also a good kid. So uh, mm-hmm. my mom said, I can't afford it. I cannot afford mm-hmm. uh, putting my son into sports. And uh, don't want to get into a discussion there about how I did get in, but uh, I got in. And so, uh, speaking of that, uh, John Lee, who was my coach there, uh, he was, he's the OG, you know, the OG. Part. <laughs> Mr. Lee. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. yes. It was the OG. Also it was my man. <laughs> but, uh, I love it. Yeah, man. Uh, man, it might've been the best decision I made in my life. Best decision. How old were you, Eddie? When you, when you first joined, how old were um, you? I was in third grade okay so kind of right in the middle of when most people join yeah so uh yeah i'm in third grade you know uh and you know like obviously we were struggling to pay for the uniform and so be it but uh everything happened for a reason and um 
next thing you know, uh, man, uh, all kinds of things, all kinds of positive, <laughs> miraculous things happened after that, man. And I, I think I think the man above. Oh, absolutely! Every day, man. Every day, he, he shapes our path. Hey, amen, brother. Amen. He, he shapes our path and and really helps us out in tough decisions. And I'll, I'll tell you this about Care Youth League and Rio Hondo Prep, for that matter. You know, they really they 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 understand. They understand that that not everyone comes from uh, a situation that uh, enables them to to just uh, coast on into a program. And they're there. I think that's one of the best things they do is they work with people. They work with people. They offer some some work opportunities. I know my parents, uh, when I was a kid, they had me, uh, you know, we had summer trips and everything. And they're like, we're not paying for this. You need to go earn money. Like they, so Rio and Care, they, they provide uh, kids and young men work opportunities. It could be mowing along. It could be selling candy. It could be doing anything. And that's something that I think is so unique and so different from any other league or, or even a school for that matter. Out yeah. There. yeah, man. Still to this day, I still see them kids selling them circus tickets out there from the pavilions and all that. <laughs> and I hated it, but, you know, yeah. it does teach a lesson, too. You know, you can always, you know, ask your mommy or daddy to, to pay for your cleats. <laughs> no, that's that's uh, you know what? That's that's not life. It's not life. And mm-hmm. uh, we, we got to work what we what we have for uh, work for what we got, you know. And, uh, you know, I think. uh I, I am very fortunate. My parents really taught me the value of a dollar. They never, you know, gave me anything directly. It was always, you got to work for it. Uh, they, they may have helped me out with a car when I first started driving, but it was something really, really old and didn't run very well. But it was all those types of lessons, I think, from, from good parents and, and a good good help and assistance from, from Rio Hondo and care that just lessons that you look back on uh, and you're like, man, they, what a, what a, what a privilege to be a part of something like that. So I look back on my days, uh, they're, they're a lot further away than yours were. Yours were way more recent, but just, uh, just the fun memories and just the lessons learned. It, it's gotta be just something you think about almost every day. Yeah, man. I think about that still to this day, man. I still think about it. <laughs> I still think about the day, uh, I, uh, I showed up to my, uh, first baseball game. I didn't have no police cause I came in uh baseball season, third grade. And uh, mm-hmm. I had to go buy cleats, so I went to uh, play against sports. It's not, it's not here no more. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I, uh, you know, I had to go buy used cleats, and I, I bought metal cleats, <laughs> not, <laughs> not knowing that you can't wear metal cleats. <laughs> it still, yeah, <laughs> it still makes me laugh, man, because uh, I got a ride from my buddy. Uh, he came to my house, and uh, I got into his car with my cleats on. And uh, uh, he was like, you know, politely said, uh, hey, Eddie, we have to turn back to your house. I said, uh, yeah, okay, is there a problem? And then he said, uh, I don't think you're allowed to wear those cleats, man. I said, oh. <laughs> and you know, me being a little munchkin, I was in third grade, not knowing, I didn't even know too much about baseball, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, um, yeah. And I turned around, he said, you know what? We're going to go buy you some cleats. But uh, we didn't have no time, so eventually we bought cleats after. I wore my regular shoes to, work, to, to the first game. <laughs> <laughs> good good memories, man. Yeah. And you know what? I, I was uh, – I didn't uh, – you played for, for Mr. Lee, and you yeah. said, yeah, he's – I think he has – 
he's been so influential to so many young men. He was a, he's a diehard Atlantic pirate coach. And, and for all the guys who, who've gone through that organization, they understand who Mr. Lee is. And, and, and just to, I've already had the privilege to talk to so many guys who, who have uh, had him as a coach or a, a teacher. Uh, you know, Mr. Lee, like you said, he, he's been around a long time. He, uh, he recently lost his wife and I've talked to his son Ooh. actually, uh, uh, John also, but I talked to him today or our episode went today. Uh, it was so fun to talk to him and hear him talk about mm-hmm. his dad, uh, Mr. Lee, the father. And so, I mean, what could you tell me about uh, Mr. Lee, your, your coach in your younger days and just the impact he had on your oh, life? Oh, man, he had, man, he, he, uh, he had a very big impact because, uh, like I said, I, I, I was raised with a single mother, so I necessarily did not have a father figure, you know, so Mr. Lee was kind of my father figure growing up uh, on the Atlantic Pirates, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, he wanted the best of me. He knew I had a uh, talent, you know, and, uh, you know, he basically just, you know, just, just taught me to be just, uh, just, a, just, a, just be yourself, be a kid, man. Just uh, don't necessarily worry about, uh, the, the, the guys next to you on your team having the best equipment on them. Don't necessarily worry about, like, the <laughs> nicest glove. Don't necessarily worry about, oh, them they, they had to pay they, – they had their dues on time at club meeting, you know. But it was, it, was, it, was, it was things that, you know, you learn that it's not necessarily, like, spoken of by Mr. Lee because it's not him, mm-hmm. you know. And, and Mr. Lee was one of those guys who taught you to be uh, a leader amongst peers but not necessarily like being a show off leader, not necessarily, you know, yelling at somebody, telling them what to do or, or so be it, but just like, you know, do, do what you need to do. Do, do what, uh, basically that you're told to do in a way where you're not getting punished for it. And you're not getting told where you're, you're a slave. I don't know how to say it. I don't know. How to say it. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's all good, man. It, it sounds like, you know, he was, uh, you know, I never played for him, but, but I know him pretty well. And I, and I was, he was a student, I was a student of his, uh, I talked to, like I said, his son the other day and, and he's always been just this quiet. Yeah. Leader, yeah. Mr. Yeah. And that's what he does. I think my, my interpretation of what he does with the, with the people he's had impact on is, Hey, you know, uh, there's, there's different ways to lead, but, but take care of your business. Yeah. And if you handle things the way you should, that's uh, reflective really of, of a leadership and, and people are going to take, take notice of how you carry, carry yourself. And, and so, yeah, I think, I think from what you're saying, it just sounds like he had great impact on you. Like he did so many others. And uh, we're definitely thinking of him right now during this uh, tough time, but uh, the Lee family in general, just very good people. Yeah, and they it's privilege to yeah. I love, I love hearing those stories, Eddie, whether it's someone from, uh, you know, any coach, any coach or, and someone that had tremendous impact on their life. Cause, cause we all look back on those moments. Don't feel like yesterday. I mean, you just, it feels like yesterday and you, you almost at the time you're thinking you're always going to have these coaches in your life. And, and in some ways you still do because you remember the lessons they taught you and then you take those things with you everywhere you go. And, and there's nothing like 
the coach player relationship and in it care and Rio, we don't call the coaches generally, they call them coaches. They call them leaders because they really are leaders in our lives. And they're, they're people that have taught us to lead as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They taught to lead and, uh, you know, I, I learned more, just more than sports about, uh, about it with Mr. Lee too. Like, uh, I remember getting my first uh, Care Youth League card, and what does it say on it? It says to be brave, fear, and true, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was I was a hooligan, but I was, you know, <laughs> you know, I was just, you know, doing my thing, making my little hustle on the streets too, you know? Like, I didn't, I didn't grow up with, uh, you know, in a perfect neighborhood or anything, but it, it kept me away from, from doing things like uh, – like, you know, going stealing a candy bar, you know, or, uh, you know, going, go, go, let's go over there and go, let's go, let's go jump him for his bike, you know. And then, I don't know, not just that, but, you know, teach me how to be brave here and true. Uh, just taught me to stay away from me when I was a little kid, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, not only I think uh, Mr. Lee, but I just think all my coaches throughout uh, my career youth league and RHP days, because to be honest, man, it's, 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 it's hard out here. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. We all need, we all need guidance. And, and like I said, the, the things you learn, you may roll your eyes at them when you're a kid or yep. not think much of them. But then when you, as you grow older and you start seeing opportunities to, to do wrong or to yep. make the wrong decision, you know, th- that's why it's so important to, to learn those lessons early instead of later. You know, I, I, I have friends, you have friends, we've all uh, had friends that, that maybe went a different route and, and it didn't work out for them. I know I've made poor decisions before, but in general, I, I really try to, to think back to all the things I've learned and, and to, even if I do make a mistake, I try, okay, that was wrong. All right, let's, let's, uh, let's get up and, and do the right thing now, you know? Yeah. So uh, just cause you, just cause you fail a little bit too, doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you, you, it's the end of you or anything. Right. It's just time to dust yourself off. Right. You know, right. <laughs> well, 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 Eddie, you know, you played with some, uh, some fun guys in junior high and high school. Do you, do you stay in touch with any of them anymore? I mean, uh, Antonio Alanis, Richie Pastor, some of those guys come to mind, Bobby Michael, uh, some names that, uh, <laughs> I haven't talked to in a long time, but I'm just curious kind of what they're up to. Um, I mean, out of all those names, uh, to be honest, uh, the only person I talked to here and there, just because, you know, I I was living in Roviford Bay. I'm living in Covina now. Uh, I would see Bobby Michael. But um, mm-hmm. it just seems like, you know, everyone everyone went their separate ways, you know. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, it's obviously not too late to get back in touch with them, you know. We just we just all had our different uh, uh, pers- perspectives in life. So I just let it be, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, what's interesting, Ed, is that, you know, you can, I, I've heard that countless times with people, you know, you have some close friendships, everyone kind of goes their own way as we grow as adults, it's just natural, it happens. But if you were to get together with those guys tomorrow, I bet you, you would sit around for hours and talk and have stories and laughs and everything. There's just, there's nothing like the relationships and the friendships that you have in your teenage years, especially that, that, you know, you may not stick with them as you grow older, but Man, they they never go away. The memories and the friendships. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely, absolutely. I 
I know some of my uh, good friends I haven't talked to in a while, but I, I start talking and all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, we're picking up right where we left off. So uh, that's my biggest uh, grat- gratification to Rio. Gratitude is that I was able to be uh, coached and mentored by so many people, but at the same time, some of my friendships uh, were just lifetime lifetime friendships that that I don't again I don't talk to these guys very often, but. Uh, I, I think of them often and I've even grown and had more friendships as I've grown as an adult about people that went to school that I didn't really even interact with. They were younger than me. They were older than me, but you know, y'all have that connection and, and it, uh, man, it never goes away and it's so fun to, to talk about. Oh yeah, of course, man. You know, uh, to this day, you know, I, I hope nothing for the best for, uh, people I graduated with, uh, you know, Julian just got married. I heard, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, Julian. Yeah, so we married Antonio's uh, sister. Yeah, yeah, Marina. Marina right? You know, their family. Oh, I'm I'm close. I'm close to all their family. You know, uh, close, very close to their dad, their mom, and you know, all of them. You know, and uh, I'm I'm very happy for them. You know, I, I I'm, oh, know, yeah. I'm so happy of the way that everything worked out for them, and uh, you know, uh, you know, Tim Tim's doing well too. He has a kid. You know. I mean, honestly, I don't know where he's living exactly, but I know, I know he's he also he's been he's been a he's been a, you know he's he's also been you know one of those guys where like you know he's always looked positive towards things, always been a leader, you know. You yeah, mean? no, absolutely. Tim Tim Ascara, you know, definitely not a guy I want to forget uh, speaking about. He he was a lot of fun. He was he was a true leader, and you know what? I his sister was actually uh, in my brother's class, and so I've seen her and chatted with her a few times, and you know we see each other when our friends get married and stuff, and so different social events. Uh, I always ask about Tim and, and how he's doing, and and it's just it's just all the different connections, man. They they never go away. I, I'm so thrilled to see so many of the the guys that I had the opportunity to work with, see them doing so great in life. And and I really look forward to maybe reaching out and talking to a few more of them. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool, man. That'd be cool. <laughs> hey, you know, I wanted to bring <laughs> little, up, little. Uh, I wanted to bring up uh, something I was just thinking about right now. So, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about how I got into care usually, you know, but uh, I want to mm-hmm. talk about how I got into RHP and um, okay. it, it actually kind of involves you, to be honest. Um, I, really? Yeah, I still remember the day. Uh, I believe I was on the Cowboys with Don Moser. Uh, I think it was okay. my sixth grade year. Uh, no, I mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah, no, I was a fifth grader going in, uh, but I was overweight, <laughs> so I had to go up to play with the Cowboys. <laughs> okay. And so uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys were playing a team on Do- at Doherty High School at Doherty High School, and you, uh, you know, I remember you and Landon Goodwin. Oh really? <laughs> that's where we played our. That's where we played our home games our senior year because the the field at Rio yeah. wasn't big. They couldn't expand it to eleven man size. Uh, they later did, but yeah, our our senior year, we played our home games at Doherty High School. One one home game at Monrovia High School, but yeah, we kind of rented fields. So you you were at one of those? Yeah, games? man. I that was actually one of the first. Uh, that was my first high school football game or first period uh, football game going to like. Regards and uh, and then right there, right there and then, you know, I told myself, man, I like this atmosphere, man. Like, I like the atmosphere <laughs> of uh, going to an RHP game, and I and and I will never forget that moment, man. I remember uh, Landon Goodwill just running that ball, man. I remember, uh, <laughs> man, I remember you being quarterback, you know. 
I remember, I remember, I remember Bill Ritter. <laughs> I remember, you know, all, all the all the folks, and you know, and I and obviously that's why I want to bring it up because I think I think I think people like uh, like you guys in your class and people below you uh, that I went to Real Hondo Prep because I, I wanted to go because mm-hmm. of seeing this. Mm-hmm. And well, well, Eddie, I, that that's awesome, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah, thank you too. I just wanted to bring that up. It was just a, a, a thought that came to my head. Oh, I love it, man. Yeah, you know, th- that's the thing. You never know who's watching. And, and you're, uh, like we said earlier, the, the unique thing about Rio, too, is that there's so many stories like that. Kids, young kids looking up and seeing the high school kids play, and they're like, I want to do that. I want to be like so-and-so. I want to, you know. And that is just a cycle. It's a cycle. Then you get to that level, which you were, and there were other kids looking up at you and, and your teammates, Eddie, you know, uh, it's it just, it's a beautiful cycle that, that is at RHP that I don't think is simulate can, can be simulated anywhere else. There's a lot of good programs out there, a lot of good football programs, but uh, that is one of the special unique aspects of real Hondo prep for sure. Yes, it is. Um, um, yeah. Uh, I had the privilege of coaching at Baldwin Park high school. Uh, two years ago, I coached the, uh, the oh. cross team. Oh man! Yeah. I love that. That's that's great. What was that like for? Man, you, uh, it was not the same. <laughs> <laughs> not the same, huh? <laughs> nah, not the same. The kids weren't. I mean, like you know, going into your first year in high school, you know, you know, us being real Hondo uh, junior high kids going to to real Hondo high school, real Hondo prep high school, you know. We wanted to, you know, be just like the varsity people. But uh, <laughs> at Bowen Park, it just seemed like, you know, obviously the guy, some of these kids did not have the privilege of playing football or any of the sport going into their freshman year. But it just mm-hmm. wasn't the same, man. It just wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't, it, w- it wasn't a feeling that I wanted to be with, you know, but, and yeah. I and and I do not have the privilege to change the program. You know, I couldn't be the athletic director or the the, the head varsity coach. But I think if I was, I might have changed something a little bit here and there from from things I've learned from my past coaches at Real Hondo Prep. What what years were you there at Baldwin Park? Did you uh, say? Yeah, it was like um, I believe it was like two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, I coached over there. Uh, uh, at Baldwin Park High School, I got the privilege to coach uh, the the Frost team because my my buddy of mine who played at uh, Monrovia High School, uh, Ryan Solomon, uh, put me on his staff. Mm-hmm. And well, this is kind of this is kind of crazy. I think you. I have a friend of mine who's a referee friend, and he he's he he took a little time off to coach at Baldwin Park a little bit. Uh, his dad helped out with the, the varsity a little bit and, and he, but I think he, my buddy, JC Holt ended up working with either the freshman or the JV team. I can't remember, but I think he was there right before you. And it was funny watching him transition to, to a coach versus a referee. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he coached right before you guys, uh, you guys took over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just coached like one year. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was an experience, you know, and something I won't forget, but uh, it's, it just seems like it's just, uh, you know, uh, it's just not the same unless you actually control the program. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't like uh, you know listening to orders by another coach to tell me how to coach these guys you know 
<laughs> I hear you. And that, that was a privilege for me to work with someone like Todd Carson, because he not only, he not only, uh, you know, made you feel important on the, on the coaching staff, but he challenged you, you know, it wasn't telling me what to do, but, but it was, it was coaching me a little bit also like, Hey, you have a responsibility. You need to, you know, you know, take, you need to be successful at it. And, and it was just stuff like that. Coaching for me was great because I got to coach with people that I liked and that I agreed with. And, and I, and, you know, you, you don't always see eye to eye, but, for, but that's, that's a challenge of coaching too, is being able to work together. And, uh, you know, I look back on those days and I cherish them, man. I really, really look back and, uh, you know, who knows, maybe someday, maybe someday get back at yeah, it. I don't man, know. You know, Hey, I want to give a shout out also to, uh, you know, Bill Ritter. Give a shout out to uh, <laughs> David Hong, you know, all the, all the people yeah. that taught us uh, in general, how to, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, like, yeah, I said, man, it was like, uh, you didn't just teach us about sport, sports. You taught us to love the sport, man. You, you taught us that, yeah. you know, you got to be mentally tough and not just on the field, but off the field, you know, like things will come at you. And uh, trust me, things came at me, uh, in my, uh, you know, my personal life, my family life, you know, I had loved ones pass away, you know, I had friends pass away, you know, but it's just, it just, everything just teaches you something. And I'm just glad that, uh, you know, I had the privilege of, 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 uh, being, you know, coach and being a sponge to, to, to anything, <laughs> you know, that's great, man. That is great. And we can talk about that for hours, for days. I mean, it's just, yeah, countless memories and stories. And I appreciate the kind words, uh, you guys were a lot of fun to, to coach and work with, and I really enjoyed those years. Uh, let's talk about some other sports, Eddie. Some professional sports. You know, you're a you were telling me that you're a big Minnesota Vikings oh, yeah. football fan. Oh yeah, school. Yeah, oh yeah, school. So so tell me about that because you live in Southern California, and you know that's not your standard uh, answer. So I'm a little curious as to. Uh, how you became a Vikings fan, and, and uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a crazy story, too, man. Uh, the reason I started playing football is because of the Vikings, too. Uh, okay, I was about nine years old, I believe. Uh, was I eight or nine? But I saw I, I turned on the TV one day and I saw uh, Dante Culpepper throw a pass to Randy Moss, and oh. and so be it that next day, my dad, uh, my dad lives in Minnesota and he sent me Minnesota Vikings gear without even asking him. Okay. And so there it is. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a Vikings fan. I just told myself as a kid, I want to, and I told my mom, you know, well, mom, I want, I want to play football, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's how it all started. Man. That's how it all started. That's, that's, that's the story, man. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love when guys, connections to their teams or stories you know it's not just oh i live in uh, i live in la but i'm a cowboys fan it's like okay why are you a cowboys fan <laughs> or, or hey why you know why do you like the steelers or whatever you know it's just no one can ever really my favorite answer is oh i've just always been one i'm like okay well you're not answering my <laughs> yeah, question yeah. So, that's great cool i love i love the connection process man that's cool that you're your dad was from there and and uh, definitely you ever been out there to a game uh no i haven't but uh I've always, I'm, that's one of my, uh, things on my bucket list. And, you know, I've been to a Rams, Rams game. I went to the Rams Eagles playoff game. Um, uh, when you guys played the Eagles and lost, I believe. The Falcons? Nah, it was like three years ago, two years ago. 
Oh, okay. It was probably just a, I think it was a regular season game, a Sunday night game, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. And then, yeah, it was. It was for the Eagles okay. to get in. Yeah. That's but right. Yeah. That's right. But anyways, that's besides the point. I just wanted to, you know, get under oh. your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Don't take much for that, man. Uh, no, I think it's cool. Like, I still talk to people here, Eddie, who haven't been to an NFL game, and I'm like, what? Like, come on. Like, uh, and I know there was an NFL here for a long time, but I went as a, as a young kid, and, and, of course, I've been to the Coliseum a few times since my Rams came home. But, uh, yeah, well, I mean, was that your first NFL game? What did you think of the experience? Um, actually, it wasn't. I used to work uh, Rams games. I used, to, I used oh. to work at the beer booth. I used to, uh, you know, the Coliseum. I, I, I went to a couple of them. Uh, I worked, uh, I believe you guys were playing the Cowboys in the preseason. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I worked a couple games, but uh, my first official game where I sat down, yeah, that was my first one. And I, I'm, you know, God willingly, um, I, I will go see my Vikings sometime. You know. Oh, absolutely. Well, man, I <laughs> had I only known one of the one of the guys I used to coach worked worked the beer booth at the Coliseum for the Rams games. That would have been uh, <laughs> some good information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I already know. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, you know, I I, 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 I got the hook. I was I, I was hooking up everybody, you know. It didn't have to be there. I miss, oh, man. It could have been a hot dog or some chicken tenders. I don't know. Oh, man, I would have had season tickets, bro, if I had known that. But yeah, man. Um, I'm kidding. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Vikings fan. Uh, you know, uh, I hope to one day, you know, go go to uh, go to Minnesota. You know. And uh, no, of course, yeah, go see him, you know. Man, the past, the past two out of the past three seasons, uh, the Vikings have been a part of some crazy playoff game finishes. The uh, the miracle in the Metrodome, or whatever it was called, the miracle in Minnesota, Minnesota miracle with Stephon Diggs, you know, the walk off with no time left or one second, whatever it was, Ooh. and then uh, just last year, upsetting the Saints in the Superdome in overtime, I believe. I mean, you've had some crazy playoff game uh, finishes as a Vikings fan. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs with us, you know. But uh, I know, I know, one day we gonna we gonna we gonna get it all. But uh, as of now, you know, I'm never gonna stop, uh, you know, being a Viking fan. And uh, I hope one day, you know, we gonna raise that banner. Yeah, I, I think it. I think it'll happen, Eddie. I really do. I, I don't know when, but I think down the road, the Vikings are doing a lot of good things. And, and yeah, you're going to have some some more success in the very near future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to uh, put out there that uh, I heard AJ say he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer friend. I'm not a resource on that. He never talked about no Bucks. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Hey, you know me, AJ. I feel. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Where's this? Uh, where's the gear been all yeah. these years, brother? I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen it. That's weird. Yeah. Lifelong Bucks fan. Twenty twenty. <laughs> you, you can tell him I said that oh. personally too. Oh, yeah. Hey, shout out AJ Corsini doing his thing, man. Coaching real on the football, man. I'm I'm glad and I'm 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 proud of him, man. You know. But uh, definitely, he's a great guy for that for that uh, program, and and I really happy he's in the mix over there. I think that's great. He's got a lot of energy, 
it was fun talking to him. And yeah, I think Real Honda Pro Football is in great hands these days. So what about them Dodgers, man? Well, when are we gonna start up? <laughs> I don't know. You know, Eddie, there's so many tough things going on right now. You know, they're talking about playing half a season and then maybe no fans. And then I don't know, man, if, if I got to go with my gut, I, I don't know that they're going to play this year. I really don't. I think the players have to approve some of these things. And I think there's too much money out there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if they start up in June or July, they, they were saying, I'm thinking. Uh, so I don't know. And maybe, maybe they take the year off and, or maybe they start in July and push the season back. I don't know, man. What are your thoughts? So uh, I was going to ask you a question. Do you think they're going to have to take pay cuts due to they're not, them not selling tickets? You know what? I, I don't think the tickets are the are necessarily the issue. Um, I don't know all the details. I should know more. I don't believe there's revenue sharing in Major League Baseball uh, because there's no salary cap. There's all kinds of other issues. I, I believe, I think if they don't play at all this season, that the players are going to get their full paychecks, which is crazy to think about because that's a lot of money, especially when the teams are losing revenue from the tickets, from, uh, you know, concessions and merchandise. That all, that all adds up over the course of, of 81 home games, right? So uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if players want to come back and play for a, a, a fraction of their salary. I don't know if there's a clause in their contract that talks about them not getting full paychecks. So, so I don't know. My, my experience being around baseball players is they want to get all the money they can. Yeah. And, and as anybody would want to, they just, they're just making a lot more money than most people. So I, here we are uh, in, in late May almost. And I, I don't know that, that they're going to play. I, I think there'll be some, some real pushback. Yeah. Yeah, I know, man. It's crazy, dude. Like, I don't, I, I can't imagine uh, sports without fans being in the stadium or, you know, like, you know, in the stable center, you know, the Lakers playing in the stable center without fans, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's just going to be weird, you know, like on TV, especially, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's definitely weird. And, you know, we're adjusting. I, I mean, I've been watching more like UFC and stuff this oh, past yeah. week just because it's on. You know, and they didn't have fans, and it was really, really weird. But, but we're not talking about like the NBA play. I mean, the NBA playoffs without fans would be very, very odd. Baseball without fans, yeah. uh, but you know, they can preach all they want about you know it's all about the fans. I, I don't think they truly care. They just they they want to get because they're going to make their money through through television revenue. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that 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 there are sports if they, if they don't allow fans in, okay, fine. But uh, I think that won't last very long either. They're going to eventually have to put fans in there. I think that's where the country's heading in, in, yeah. in a direction, at least of opening up in the, in the summer at some point. I, I hope, I really hope they don't screw with football at all. <laughs> I, I, I'm not holding my breath, but man, don't, don't mess around with football season, yeah, college or pro. Cause that would be yeah, devastating. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, the Seahawks ain't going to have their 12 men, it seems like. But, uh, but you know, we, you know, the Vikings, we, you know, obviously we're going to be fans and we're always going to be cheering mom. But, you know, uh, it just, it's just going to be very different. And, you know, uh, it's not good. Like, I don't want it to be, like, not normal, you know. I want it just to go back the way yeah. it was, man. Like, you know, even the day, like, what the heck are these masks doing, man? Like, <laughs> Like I'm not wearing a mask yeah, right now, you know, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, 
it's getting a little carried away. I mean, either either it's safe to go outside with a mask on, or it's or it's not. Like you got to make up your mind. Like which one is it? Like uh, all, all fans wear masks. I, I don't know. It's it's all a little overkill to me. I think a lot of people want to get back at it. We obviously want uh, safety and and this and that, but you know what? I think that there's a bigger picture here than than what's been going on and. People want, want their lives back, you know, and it's, I don't think it's selfish to, to want that. We got to get back to it, man. And I, I'm hopeful that there's a football season that was, especially with fans. Uh, but either way, I'll, I'll be watching, I'll be tuning in and, and I, and I can't wait, man. I can't wait to get back to that. Yeah, man. I can't wait to get back to just normal, man. And, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, how's, hey, how's, uh, well, you still officiating? You know what? I, uh, dude, not, I, I are you still away. going to? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I stepped away from football a little bit and, and even basketball kind of around the same time. I just wanted to focus on baseball. I just do college baseball right now. I worked about a month of my four-month season before this quarantine hit. So that's all I'm doing right now. I do some other jobs that are uh, related to the officials, but I'm not one of the referees on the field. Or, or the court, you know, so I'm just trying to focus on baseball right now because it's a grind, man. Four sports uh, can be, can, can wear on you quite a bit. So that's what I'm doing right now. Just focusing on baseball and getting a break from the other sports. Hey, so can I ask you a question? Yeah. Um, what's your, what's, what's your life goal? Are you planning on uh, umpiring uh, in the MLBs? Where I could be behind you, behind <laughs> you by home play and start, uh, you know, be like, Matt. Call that a ball. Call that a strike. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, you know, I, I went in the minor leagues in 2009 and uh, not too long after, you know, coaching you guys and everything. Uh, I, I was in the minor leagues for a few years, four years. And, you know, uh, not everyone who goes in gets a shot. Uh, you, you, you eventually your time runs out on you. Like, like, just like the players, you know, not all minor league players get to the big league. So my professional career kind of kind of uh, withered away. Uh, no really going back to that. It's just college ball right now and for the future. But, uh, you know, my goals of college baseball are just to, to take it as far as I can. That's right. Work, uh, yeah, you know, work a little postseason maybe, and, and, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's still a lot of time and a lot of games to, to be worked in college baseball. Yeah, man. I still remember, man, You uh, before I even got to um... – RHP, you know, I was in what fifth, sixth grade. You was umpiring games, and I was like, "Man, how much did they pay this umpire? Man, he he looked like a pro professional umpire working all his stuff." <laughs> I remember you had that little flat foot, you know, uh, that that the umpires were, <laughs> and a lot of people yeah. had that, you know. <laughs> I was like, "Man." <laughs> Well, I tried, man. I'm still learning. And, hey, if you're going to do something, at least try to do yeah, it right now. Yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I appreciate the support with the officiating. It's It's been fun to do. It, it, it replaced kind of coaching. And, you know, that wasn't easy walking away from coaching. But, you know, we all take the steps we need to at, at the certain times of our life. And I've really enjoyed officiating, umpiring. I've met a lot of friends just to – Kind of like Rihondo Prep, man. Just a lot of fun people to be around, and, and great memories made, and a lot of relationships. So I, I I wouldn't trade it for the world, and and I love doing it. Hey, man, that's that that that's what it's all about, man. It's just finding your passion, you know, finding your passion and not be <laughs> not dreading what you what you do for work. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I, you know, I see that. I see that in what I do right now, you know, and uh, honestly, I don't dread doing labor. You know, honestly, it's just, it's just another workout, but you're getting paid, but you're getting paid, (laughs) you know, that's good. You know, that's great. That's great. (laughs) You know, that's that's how I see it, man. And, you know, uh, I just keep positive, you know, and, you know, you were one of the coaches just, uh, you know, always, always told me, you know, just, just keep going and stay positive. I still remember, you know, us getting uh getting beat down in seven, uh we we're in seventh grade. You're coaching our, uh, us in basketball. We we're getting beat down, you know, <laughs> uh like crazy, you know, against all these teams, especially you know like these prep league teams. And and you know what? We still have fun together, you know. Fun, you know. That's it. So <laughs> stay positive, compete, uh, hustle, do do the things you can control, man. That's all you yeah, can do. Exactly, man. And that's what I tell all my people. You know, I tell all my people that uh that I care about, all the people that I talk to, you know, like why why have a negative mindset? Why why be pessimistic? Mm-hmm. Pessimistic or whatever yeah. you call it, man. Yeah. Be you know, be optimistic. <laughs> be like Optimus Prime. Absolutely. Be in your prime. Like you're in your prime, man. <laughs> That's it, brother. Well, 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 Eddie, give my best to your family, man, and and to to your friends at BCM or, or any of the former players we kind of talked about. I really appreciate the support of you tuning into the program. You reached out to me, told me you love the podcast, and I, you know, I was like, hey, man, you got to come on sometime. We, let's let's chat. Let's do an interview. So, thank you so much for the support. I, I've enjoyed talking with you tonight with the the episode and we'll get it out soon. And thank you again for also uh, forwarding kind of the, the get home safe bot, uh, podcast, Facebook page. Uh, that, that was really good. Yeah, cool you know, well. I always got to support, you know, for the people that, you know, that showed support for me, you know, <laughs> that's what it's all about, man. It all, it all comes around and uh, just thanks again, Eddie. And, and I wish you the best, my friend. And I, I hope to see you around. Yeah, around yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I was, I was listening to the other podcasts and, uh, you know, uh, Mark was saying that they're playing Pasadena Poly August 21st. You know, I'll probably be there, you know, if it all works up. Oh yeah. I, I hope, I hope that game gets in, man. Like LA Coliseum. I mean, mm. how cool would that be? That's just, we, we got to get there. And if we're not there for that one, you know, maybe another game. And I hope there is a season, but uh, we'll definitely see each other around, around uh, whether it's a Rio game or, hey, an NFL game, whatever the case may be. Maybe just meet up sometime. Yeah, but, yeah I look forward to it, man. So, yeah, man, I just uh, just want to give a shout-out to uh, just to my homie, a uh, shout-out to my aunt, my homie Joe, Patrick, homie Sniggles. Shout-out to uh, all my coaches that called uh, me and, and took me to where I'm at right now. And especially a shout-out to you. And I want to just give a shout out to the Lord, you know. Uh, we wouldn't be here without Him, mm-hmm. man. Hey, you got that right, yeah, man. man. So, right. Uh, yeah, but thank you for having me, man. And you know, we'll we'll link up soon again, man. Absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah, God you bless you care, and your man. family. All right. Thanks, Ed. All right, thank you to Eddie Garcia for joining us today. That was a lot of fun chatting about, uh, you know, the good old days, playing some football and kind of the lessons learned with that. Thanks for taking us down memory lane, Ed. That was a lot of fun. Hope to talk to you very soon. 
Well, that'll wrap up another episode of the Get Home Safe podcast. We will be joined tomorrow by Bill Barnes. He'll be, he will be back again. He makes a weekly appearance with us on Wednesdays. He was recently with us on our Sunday special edition uh, as a guest, uh, a member of the roundtable discussion we had with a couple other friends. Uh, that was Sunday night. We posted that pretty late at night. But we'll have Bill back again on Wednesday, and I'm sure we'll have some very strong opinions about uh, what is continuing to go on. So be ready for that one tomorrow. As always, you can follow us through many different platforms. Our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. And our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. You can reach out to us on those various platforms if you wish, but stay tuned for all information about the podcast through those various platforms. We also operate through the Anchor app, as you're well aware. You can listen to us in many other places, uh, such as Spotify or Apple or any other platform. Wherever you listen to us, I really appreciate you tuning in. We uh, try to get episodes out every uh, morning, uh, weekdays anyway, and unless there's a special <laughs> a reason to put something out on the weekend, we are generally putting our shows out Monday through Friday morning. Uh, sometimes it gets pushed back, but uh, that is our goal each and every day. So we look forward to doing that for you. And thank you f- to those who listen and uh, our, our loyal listeners uh, are very much appreciated. That'll wrap things up here, guys. Whatever you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.